Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Sunday. Travis is laughing because hey, hey, hey. I'm, I'm scrambling to the last second to fix whatever the hell is going on with my green screen up here. I think I need to get yeah, your money. your your green screen was showing for a second. It's <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's still looking a little. It's it's trying to come back in. <laughs> yeah, I always, you know what I like about this is is I it's two pieces together, so I can just go like this and open the whole room behind me. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's trying to it's trying to trying to come through the the library scene you got behind you right now. It's kind of funny looking actually. But it's yeah, okay. it's. <laughs> this is what I call my hood studio. I, it's, yeah. like, it's like drapes pinned together and then uh, repurposed lamps for my studio lighting here. But it does the trick. Um, yeah. Welcome to Cinema Royale, everyone. Yes, we are I'm the Punch Front Critics. I'm Travis Hobson as John Nolan. Uh, yeah, welcome to the show. Um, uh, what's been going on with you this week? Anything? Anything special? No, I've 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 been trying to breathe. You know. I'm going to ask you guys real quick before we really get started to click that like and subscribe button. I feel so chauncey asking that and saying it because it's like the cliche that everybody does. But do it because I hate my job. I hate my day job. I do. I'm putting that in public <laughs> blast. Um, and I would love to do this all the time. Uh, but, it, it, you know, it's a crazy week. But um, I got uh, my I, – I didn't get the new – we all know the new series of consoles came out. The PS5 and the Xbox One X or X, Series X, whatever it is, Series S. Um, I didn't get one yet. Uh, my brother got a PS5, though, so he's kind enough to let me borrow his PS4 so I can finally play Spider-Man that everybody was talking about like two or three years ago. Um, I think in today's day and age, shouldn't we be done with console exclusives? Shouldn't everything just come out on everything? You would think, but there's no. more exclusives than ever right now. Um, yeah. Just for, especially for Sony. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look, they both have their own exclusives, and Xbox is buying up companies left and right all of a sudden, too. So. Right. Um, yeah, more exclusives than ever. It just it is what it is. I think it's dumb too. They should all be cross brand, but whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, good good for you. I'm glad you got a PS4 at least. I've still never played the Spider Man game except in like demos, like in the store. So because I'm an Xbox guy and I don't. I mean, it's not, like back, it's not like back in the day when I would have every system. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's like you pick one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and Xbox, honestly, I've had every Xbox uh, day one. That they've come out until this year, which I've had to wait like maybe an extra four or five days to get mine. Mm. Um, I've had every Xbox, and they're they're basically the, the way they did it was smart. They, they've become such a like a home entertainment center in and of itself that you kind of it inspires brand loyalty. Right. So I since I've had Xbox since day one, all of the Xboxes, I'm like, hey, a new Xbox? Of course, I'm getting a new Xbox. I didn't even consider getting the PS5. Yeah, <laughs> and well, I know right. PS Five has better has better games. Like I, I would love to be able to play Final Fantasy. You know, mm-hmm. uh, of course I would. Um, I would love to be able to play Spider Man Miles Morales. Of course I would. It's it's about pride. You can't change your team after the fact. You're the Xbox guy or PS, and that's that's if, the greatest thing marketing if I does. Had to, if I had to scratch, I would have both, but I don't. Yeah. So. You, you know, you go with what you, you you roll with one or the other, and it's fine. Yeah. Um, I'm happy with my Xbox Series S right now. So. Plus, Game Pass has become <clears> such <throat> an amazing thing, and I, I know we're a movie show. Game Pass is We soon start off every week talking about video games for like five minutes. We, start we usually talk about random things, but the last couple of weeks it's always it's been video usually, games. Yeah. yeah, it's usually because I'm in the middle of playing something. <laughs> 
and I haven't been able to turn it off yet, which is kind of the case here as I'm trying to turn off Dragon Age. Yeah. Um, so this is over. I'll jump into some Overwatch. Um, but yeah, so that, that's pretty much what's been going on video game wise. But in terms of movies this week, um, it's Oscar week, really. I mean, everything. Oh, yeah, out. very clearly. <laughs> I mean, it depends how you look at it. I mean, uh, Mank doesn't come out for a couple of weeks. But I, mean, well, I mean, it's been out in theaters for for a little over a week now. Uh, but it, comes out, yeah. it comes out on uh, December 4th on Netflix. On Netflix. December yeah. 4th. And that's probably one of the big big uh, Oscar movies that is, that is out and could be talked about. But we're not going to talk about it this week. We're going to talk about it next week. Right. Uh, um. But this, but in terms of other movies, uh, one that I was really looking forward to was Jujitsu, mm-hmm. uh, Nicolas Cage, and the sci-fi predator thing, uh, Sound of Metal with Riz Ahmed, just saw Middleburg, mm-hmm. and uh, Vanguard, which is which is a new Jackie Chan movie. So we're keeping it kind of low brow this week, I would say. Uh, for yeah. The most part. <laughs> I think that's a safe assumption. I mean. We're keeping pretty low brow this week. We could we could go to some, it's not for Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal, I don't know if it's an Oscar movie, but it may have an Oscar worthy performance within it. So um, definitely some Oscar from Riz Ahmed. Yeah, especially some Oscar worthy sound design as well. So I mean, it's um, pretty much a lock that Riz Ahmed is going to be a perennial A lister soon, right? I mean, he's I don't the know guy's about super talented. He's he's amazingly talented, but I feel like he's going to be one of those guys that is more overlooked than anything else for a long time before he finally gets his, his due. I just had this feeling he's going to be one of those guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can see that happening too, unfortunately. Um, I mean, you know, especially if this was 15 years ago, uh, you know, he wouldn't be getting nearly, uh, you know, what the opportunities he's probably getting now. But, I mean, every time he's in there, he knocks out of the park. Um, it's yeah, not a metal. I, I, I know you've seen it. I haven't seen it. Uh, so you'll be giving us a rundown of that. But I need to see it because Olivia Cook. Big fan, big fan. Big fan of Olivia Cook too, but uh, I'm not sure if you'll be a fan of Olivia Cook in this movie. She doesn't. She's not. I mean, I, I, I'm assuming one of the reasons you like her is because of you know, be, you know, you're John Nolan, and I know why you like her. But uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but <laughs> dirty misogynist. I'm gonna but this, is, this is the movie where they're where they're, where they're where she's playing up to playing her her beauty. And let's put it that way. She's. I'm sure it shines through. I, I, yeah, I, su- I suppose. I suppose. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, then, uh, and then other kind of big news that came out this week: uh, Wonder Woman, X eighty four. We definitely want to need to talk about that. Yeah, it's big. Uh, Black Panther two is also something we should talk about because that's apparently going to start shooting uh, very soon, which is interesting. So they, I mean, they probably Deadpool already made. Three. It's, because it's like three superhero movies that are all starting and they're all under unusual circumstances. Yeah. Uh, um, Black Panther 2, Wonder Woman 1984, and, and uh, Deadpool <laughs> Deadpool 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got to talk about The Mandalorian, episode 4 for season 2. And we got to do it all in 30 minutes or so. Uh, oh. we, all, we will be running a, a shorter. Did you, you? I'm guessing you didn't see that. Part Oops. Of the text nope, I, I did not. All right. Well, <laughs> we better hurry up then. Uh, uh, I mean, we, 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 you know, it's not a hard stop, but. Uh, my no, 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 no. Time, it's so. fine. We'll just do. We'll just. We should have spent that time talking about video games then. Yeah. Uh, so all right. So let's 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 start with let's start with jujitsu then because yeah. Both, I mean, there's no let's, let's, let's start with the movies that we've both seen and then I can just kind of you know say the highlights of Sound of Metal. But um, right. But uh, but yeah, let's start with the movies we've seen and let's talk about jujitsu, which is directed by Dimitri Logothetis, and he's a director that I really like. He did those kickboxer reboots mm. um, over the last few years that I thought were surprisingly good. Um, mm. They had no business being good, and they were. Uh, I think there's still a third one on the way. But um, Starting with what, kick, Kickboxer Resurrection or Regeneration? or it's like Kickboxer, It's like Kickboxer Vengeance, Kickboxer yeah. Resurrection or Retaliation or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but he did both of those, and I thought those were really good. Um, and now he's sort of—it's almost well, okay. So look, jujitsu is always going to be known as the Nicolas Cage martial arts movie, right? It's what's always going to be called, like, mm-hmm. shorthand from here on out. But it's really a straight ripoff of Predator. Like I mean, it's—it is the most ripping offingest of a movie I've seen in a long time, especially a Predator, 
mm-hmm. and it's like there it's there's no shame in it and i'm like <laughs> i'm like all right well you're just going to rip off, you're just going to straight up rip off predator and that's fine yeah uh, at least do it in an interesting way and 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 to and to look at these as credit i think they do do it in an interesting way um it, it, and the premise is really kooky which i think is really great uh there's an alien warrior who has apparently been around for millennia who taught humans martial arts of course he did yeah and now he comes back every six years for mortal combat against our best fighters and if we which, don't fight him he will destroy everybody he will destroy everything yeah <laughs> the, the six year thing i don't know why it stuck with me is weird but it, it really says a lot about the movie as a whole because like if you're picking uh you know an, an interim uh, period in which you're going to come back why would you pick six years? I mean, five, ten, uh, you know, a nice round he number. He needs maybe, but... time to go fight in other places. He needs time to go fight in other places, man. He's, yeah. He's got to come back here. He's got to, he's got to go to other planets and fight. I mean, look, but, Nicolas uh, Cage has, has has been an unlikely action star since the uh, mid-90s, obviously. But he was always able to pull off the FBI agent, you know, uh, you know, gun-toting uh, kind of hero at the end of the day. But one thing he has never been is a martial artist. Let's be fair. He's not an action star in this either, and he's not a martial artist very much in this movie either. He does not have a gigantic role other than to be Nicolas Cage, right? Uh, which is which is fine because I think his humor and that sort of untamed aspect of him is something that the movie needed. Because one of my mm-hmm. beefs with it is that for as weird as the premise is, it doesn't play it as weird. Like it, it I would have preferred this movie be more bonkers. Than mm-hmm. it actually is, but it actually plays it straight serious, and I didn't really want that from from this movie when that has Nicolas Cage as this uh, proverb spouting kook who makes paper hats and runs. Yes. <laughs> you know that I, I, you're going to give me that. You should go with that. You should run with that overall, like oh, like the whole way through. You should run with that. Yeah. But Cage isn't really a factor until about forty minutes into the movie. And he's not, he's sort of a, uh, a side character more than anything else. Uh, I understand why they promote him as heavily as they did. Of course, you who wouldn't. See, the but, thing, uh, I, I don't This is really understand. Alan Moosey's film. And honestly, Alan Moosey, who was the guy who was in the kickboxer films, has been in a lot of movies lately. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty decent martial artist on the screen. Tony Jaa is in this too. So you've got some martial arts royalty. Well, let, let's but, roll through the cast list real quick because, you know, you really yeah, do Frank have Rio. a strong cast. You have Rick Yoon. Uh, who yep. has always been a really strong uh, presence? That Tony Jaa, Frank Grillo. from the One Hundred is in this too. Mm. Uh, I can't remember her name. She was a soldier early on in the movie that that kind of interrogates Lucy's character. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember her name. She's super hot, but um, but she's really good in this. A couple One Hundred actors breaking out in the movies. Is Lindsay my, Morgan, is Lindsay it, Morgan is in uh, Sky uh, Skylines later too. So. Yeah, is anyway. it Marie Av- Avgaro or Papalopoulos? Yes, that is her. There I can never remember her name. That's so the exact that. pronunciation, folks, by the way. Um, and then Eddie, very, sounds very Eddie, sweet. I was really happy to see Eddie Steeple show up, too. I, I don't know if you ever watched My Name is Earl. Did you ever watch that show? Oh, that, that was the black guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I, was, I knew I had recognized him. But I couldn't think what. And it's because it's My Name is Earl, which is a show that I never really watched. But I knew yeah. he was in. Okay. He, All right. He's such a I like I, I'm amazed to this day that after he was on that show he hasn't gotten a ton more work. This is the first time I've seen him in like ten years. But you know, yeah, back to your point about this being a, a blatant predator ripoff, you know, it's even more so if you consider the original incarnation of Predator, um, you know, behind the scenes trivia. Uh the Predator didn't look the way he we know him now when they started. They originally started the movie with uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. The alien was much thinner and much more agile. A lot like what you've seen here, and honestly, the designs are even pretty close to this. Uh, for all the ridiculous, does not look good. It, he doesn't really look good. This, by the way, I, I thought it was it was it was a cool design. Uh, I mean, it looks like something his, out of Mass Effect or something. His like that. face in it, yeah, his face like his he wears this uh, like a like a bodysuit sort of thing, and his yeah. face would always like emerge in the helmet, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it would always, it, and it happened all the time, and it, and it was it was funny because I think it was diminishing returns each time that it happened. Yeah, it, it always should only happen once. It looked, <laughs> but it always looked to me it looked like 
his face had been mapped onto a body like like old video games mm-hmm. like where to like a, <laughs> they would map like those early polygonal video games. yeah i was gonna say full polygon and yep <laughs> yeah like 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 the like when wwe games like first went to like the polygons and the texture mapping yeah and it virtual was, like, fighters map- probably Hulk Hogan's face onto like a, a body and you're like yeah okay yeah that's kind of what it looked like and i was like lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Eventually, it just started looking really cheap. And the the, yeah. the the budget for this movie is pretty obvious. You can tell they're straining um, mm. on this one. It's very very low budget. There there aren't very many uh, it, like cool environments in this. They're in the jungle. There's a, a temple that kind of looks like a warehouse. Yeah, there's a lot of obvious wide shots that uh that were yeah. you know, probably stock film and then put but i mean all that stuff aside you know you mentioned that you can see why they would uh market it with nicholas cage and honestly at this point i don't get why because nicholas cage in the movie nowadays most people's impression is oh that's a junk movie uh you know and well, there's enough in this to market it nicholas, if, nicholas cage has a really loyal following so whether or not you see it as a yeah. junk movie or not his fans are going to follow him around. Shit, I'm probably one of those fans too. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. follow him around to whatever movie he's doing. And the, the kookier they sound, the better, as far as I'm concerned. And this is yeah. about as kooky as, and he's done a lot of really kooky stuff over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably as on the far end of that as possible in terms of premise. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I would definitely agree with what you said earlier about it not really going full bore with the uh, silliness like it didn't buy into it didn't it didn't seem aware of what it was and i think it would have done a lot better if it did especially considering the budget restraints and things like that but all that stuff aside it's got some really good action scenes so if you're looking for yeah, just a absolutely. fun throwaway action movie uh the fights are are that's really good fights. thrilling to watch yeah that's a really good fights and they're, they get some he's got some really long fights basically you have these creatures named as brax taking out the squad fight by fight sort of really predator style yeah. He, you know, he sees them as as prey trophies it is it is the the predator storyline other than like the the mythology that they add around the character which is also very predator like yeah. um but like the whole coming back six years and you know you train humans how to fight that kind of thing i thought was really cool that they added yeah. to it and I, it made me like okay they're clearly setting up for something that could be for the long haul here and mm-hmm. knowing that Logo Thetis, he's probably got plans for a sequel already. already. Yeah, and these let's not forget these movies do amazing overseas, so <clears> and they cost seventeen dollars to make. So, um, you know, I'm sure we'll we'll see other ones. I mean, they can. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see other ones. It's, it's a solid film. It's a decent mm-hmm. film. It's not as as wild as I would have wanted it to be, but I want to see more. So yeah. that's that's a good thing. Um, I could have used more Nicolas Cage in this too. Just I just could. And Alan Moosey, I think this is probably one of the weaker roles that he's had. I know his character is meant to be sort of a blank slate. He's got mm-hmm. amnesia about the whole thing, which, by the way, got really annoying. And everybody was like, "You still don't remember?" It's like ninety percent into the movie, and he like yeah. still doesn't remember. And I'm like, "When are y'all going to figure it out?" He don't yeah. know. He don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, yeah. that, the opening scene is like straight Jason Bourne. Yeah, it's just the Bourne identity. It was, it was <laughs> the Bourne identity at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. And then it went into Predator. So, whatever. <laughs> we had another action movie this week. Um, and I'm still amazed. You know, we, we've seen, for some reason, uh, my wife has been on a kick of watching, rewatching the Expendables movies this week. They're all on Hulu. And oh, wow. you know, watching, watching that, and you see, man, these guys, these old guys out there doing it. But Schwarzenegger, Stallone, uh, even the younger guys, Jason Statham, 
you know, they never did it the way Jackie Chan did it. Jackie Chan did it full bore himself. It's amazing the guy lived as long as he did. It's even more amazing he's still making action movies. Uh, it's it's twenty twenty. He's been. I mean, I mean, his body must be so beat up over the years. I don't understand. I, I if I if I stay up past ten, I can't walk straight in the next morning. But this dude is seventy years old, beating himself up every day, and still doing movies. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I wish he was making movies better than Vanguard. But yeah, I guess he's making he's, movies. You know, he's Vanguard always... is Vanguard is pretty shitty. Even by like bad Jackie Chan standards, it, yeah. Vanguard is pretty bad. Um, Vanguard is like is like this international task force, whatever anti terrorism group. Uh, mm. They're protecting some billionaire and his daughter from a from a terrorist group. Um, mm. And Jackie Chan, yeah, he's promoted in it, but he's it's almost like Nicolas Cage. He is a side character in this movie. He is the leader of Vanguard, but he spends the opening fight sitting behind a desk. So I mean, it's not. <laughs> and, he, and when he comes out, like a, there's a really fun Africa scene that comes up pretty pretty early in the movie. He comes yeah. out for that yeah. one, and he's mostly comic relief. He's mostly well, yeah. Comic relief. He always he has been for a long time. I mean, he's 66 yeah. years old though. So anything besides yeah. sitting behind a desk is amazing to me. I mean, I remember when he actually said that he was going to be making movies that are less. You know, physically challenging, and he's going to be doing mm. more, more comedy and kind of more like the Rush Hour style Jackie Chan. Yeah, you know, like you know, like that kind. Of, and, and he and he's followed through on that. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But like I said in my review, he's no longer capable of of physically uh, elevating a movie just by right. appearance. Like he used to be able to do that. He could make a bad movie watchable because he would do some some insane shit that you would just be captivated by he can't do that anymore so when a movie is bad like vanguard is bad it's cheesy it's it's badly written the Mm. cgi effects which there are plenty don't look good uh the fight scenes are generic the shootouts are bland i mean there's not a lot to this movie uh really it's just not very good it's 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 just not it's just not a very good movie he can't he can't lift it up he can't make it better and that's so yeah that's that's kind of a shame to me i mean he this is um this is very much in line with with a lot of Jackie Chan movies that played over here but weren't intended for over here. Like in the early night before Rumble in the Bronx, he had three or four, and even Rumble same in the direct, Bronx. Same director as this, by the way. Yeah, really. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that. Stanley, Stanley Tong. He did Rumble in the Bronx twenty five years ago. Worst uh, representation of New York in any movie ever. Uh, but and, um, uh, yeah, they've done seven Bro- movies together. This is their seventh. Yeah, Rumble um, in the Bronx. Been decent. Rumble in the Bronx twenty five years ago, man. Ridiculous, but that I mean that's it's, what really introduced us to Jackie Chan, and, and the reason yeah, that was a popular movie was because of exactly what you said. He he elevates it physically. The, the stuff he does, you're not going to see anybody else doing it anywhere else. So you don't really care as much about the the silly story and the and anything else going on. The stuff in Rush Rumble Hour, I mean, story is terrible too. Rumble the Bronx story is terrible. Yeah, but the stuff, but the stuff he, in Rush the Hour was, in, in that movie is so incredible that you're like, who cares? Yeah, I mean, and especially over here, we had never seen anything like that before. But, yeah, uh, you no. know, the stuff with Rush Hour, you know, that was that was lightning in a bottle. He and Chris Tucker just had such great chemistry. That's what made him funny. If you watch, like, Shanghai Nights and Shanghai Noon with Owen Wilson, you know, he has good chemistry with him, too. He plays a good buddy uh, in any kind of buddy cop movie. But in order to really make it you know worthwhile. You know they're still trying to make a third one of those? You know they're still trying to make a third one of yeah. those? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say we'd just give up on that. I mean, nobody wants to see that. No. At least I don't no. think so. I don't think anybody wants to see a third Shanghai Noon. But no. whatever. I mean, I, they they're were all right, trying. but they're still trying. Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. But I don't think anybody wants to see that. So it sounds like... Uh, uh, Vanguard is, Vanguard is, is trash, though. This is not a good movie. It's... Yeah, so if you're picking a cheesy action <laughs> movie there, there. for the weekend, uh, you're going to want to go with Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, go with you know, Jiu-Jitsu unless... or just... Go find, go find something else to watch. You know what I watched last night? Hmm. Uh, I watched it. In all fairness, I watched it for for my next real action that I'm doing hmm. for Joe Blow. But uh, I watched. Yeah, plug that real quick because I want to make sure people are seeing that. You're you're. Uh, you're oh yeah, those videos are doing. Those videos are doing great for Joe Blow right now. I, I narrate and write a, a video series called Real Action, which is just about classic action movies from the. 80s and 90s so i've mm-hmm. done like commando demolition man um right. i did something else too i can't think what it was um oh double impact 
And nice. uh, my next one, which, which is the movie that I watched last night, uh, The Last Boy Scout. So, oh, uh, Bruce because Willis, I was, Wayans. I was, I was tasked with uh, finding one that has sort of a, a, a holiday Christmas theme. And so yeah. they were like, well, Shane like, Black, not so doing, yeah. I was, and, uh, so I was like, I'm not doing Die Hard. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not doing Die Hard probably ever. I have no interest in doing Die Hard. So I was like, how about The Last Boy Scout? Because Shane Black has done like six or seven movies that all his action films have like a Christmas theme. Mm -hmm. And The Last Boy Scout has probably the thinnest connection to, to the holidays. The only mm -hmm. reason you know it's the holidays at all is because his daughter drew pictures that say Satan Claus on them. Like, that's like <laughs> the only, that's like the only like overt connection to Christmas. I would say right. that The Last Boy Scout's theme is very it's a wonderful life though like it's yeah. a guy like throughout, throughout all the, the all the violence and all the crap that he goes through all the movie it's very much a a guy realizing what he has and comes back to it comes back around to what's important like it's mm -hmm. like it's that it's that it's that same theme and i don't know if that's what shane Blair is going for it, it like intentional intentionally i kind of think it was but that's kind of what it, it, it ends up doing so these are like the only the connections to, to to the holidays, but I'm going to stretch it as best I can. So yeah, uh, the next one is, is uh, the last Boy Scout, and I'm going to try to write and do that one this week. Still one of the most effective opening scenes, or, or most not impactful. Dude, but that Billy Cole scene is sick. The you I was know, just, watching, and I was like, this joint scarred me when I was younger. I was like, damn. The images <laughs> of him running full bore with the ball and then pulling out the gun while he's running to the end zone. Oh, oh man, that's oh, I mean, Billy that's an that's a, oh, that's Billy, a oh, that, Billy that Blanks, was Billy man. Blanks. Hell yeah, that was Billy Blanks. Oh, I never even, I didn't put two and two together because he wasn't doing <laughs> Pipo back then, so I didn't know of him. <laughs> that movie is super violent, too. I oh, like. Yeah. I, I knew it was violent. I mean, it's Shane Black. Shane Black's coming. Um, I knew it was Shane Black, so I knew it was violent anyway. Mm -hmm. But uh, I've forgotten how violent it was at some points. Yeah, and there's a lot of scenes of people spitting blood. Yeah. Like, a lot. Because a lot of people get punched in the face a lot in that movie, and they always mm -hmm. spit the blood out from their mouth, and it always comes out thick and gooey, kind of like how you like if the predator just stabs somebody. Yeah, it's like, like liver blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that you know that I, I still remember that being one of the one of the movies like you know in, in the late eighties and early nineties, you know, parents let you watch whatever, um, with a few exceptions, and and you know we watched. All the Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Van Damme, but the Last Boy Scout was one of the ones that certain parents outlawed for whatever reason, and all the kids never understood why. You know yeah. why it was different. You know why it didn't because it was a lot of cussing, and it wasn't just an action movie. This was like a film noir, like a gritty film noir. So mm -hmm. it's it was violent in a different way. Yeah, it was violent in like like straight murder violent. Right, not like cartoonish alien kills dudes for violent, or right. Terminator kills dudes violence. You know, it's street different. level crime violent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, and it's a different kind of it's a different kind of vibe. Don't forget, it's what launched Holly Berry up there. I uh, really got her noticed. Um, you know, oh, she yeah, was working absolutely. a while before that, but that's that's you know, Jungle Fever was same year. So um, you know, between that yeah. and Last Boy Scout, she takes a, she takes a, a bunch of volley of bullets very well in this movie. She does. She does. Um, so. All right. <laughs> So, um, do we want to talk about Mandalorian at all? I mean, uh, obviously, you definitely need it. to talk about the Mandalorian. Let me just say something quickly about uh, Sound of Metal, sure. uh, which is looks like it could possibly be an Oscar movie for Riz Ahmed. We'll, we'll see. Mm -hmm. This year is going to be very interesting. Uh, basically, he plays a, a a hard rock drum, hard metal, a metal drummer, mm -hmm. uh, who suddenly, basically overnight, loses his hearing. Um, you know, wow. living, that, living that loud, that loud lifestyle, man. He basically wakes up one morning and he's lost his hearing. Um, and the movie is about him kind of is coping with that loss, that sudden loss. Um, he goes to a place, a facility for people who are coping with the loss of their hearing and he does not handle it well. Now, the thing about him is he's uh, a former drug user. He's sober now, but mm -hmm. metal and the, the music was sort of like his drug. And now uh, he's lost that. Mm -hmm. And so he's going through a whole other kind of recovery and a, and a whole different kind of situation. And it's really interesting to see those sorts of comparisons to the way somebody is in rehab for, 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 for drugs and how he kind of has to go through a similar rehab to get over the loss of 
the thing that's been most important to him, which is music and his hearing. So it's kind of both. Yeah. And it's, a, it's a whole situation. It's a really great performance by Riz Ahmed. Olivia Cook is in it, is in it as well. She's, she's good as his girlfriend, uh, which is something else he has to cope with because she still has her hearing. She's, she uses his, his bandmate uh, mm-hmm. in the group. And, she, and they, she's a former user as well. So they've been kind of leaning on each other to get through, to stay clean. Right. But now they, they have this break between them because there's something so vastly different with it that they just simply can't share. So it's a really interesting film. It's a really good film, I think. Um, the use of sound and silence in this movie is fantastic. Like the way they portray, the director's name I don't remember, but the way the, the director portrays how his perception of sound now mm-hmm. um, and he's losing his hearing it's it's i really love when they go the extra mile to do stuff like that especially yeah, when it's something really traumatic because it, it it's it's hard for uh for us to identify or or relate yeah. to a character that if you've never had something traumatic so it like helping you along the way and that's a yeah. me- okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The freaking roll right there, so. It is. It's a really great performance. It kind of reminded me of that movie. I don't know if you remember from... Uh, God, it's got to be more than a decade old now. It's called It's Gone Pete Tong. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, it's about the DJ who lost his hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of reminds me of that. I think this movie's better than that. But yeah. uh, but in, in a similar sort of way, they kind of deal with the, the same subject. So uh, mm-hmm. really good film for Riz Ahmed. Another strong performance from him. Awesome. We're definitely worth checking out. It should be available on VOD right now. It's just like all these movies that we've talked about today. Yeah. World of COVID, so one silver lining, if anything else, is that almost everything, if not everything, is on uh, on VOD. So you can watch it right right now. It's we'll wait till it's you in Wonder Woman. It. It's in Wonder Woman 1984 movie. Yes. Um, Before we jump into The Mandalorian, let's, just, let's, let's talk about that for a moment. Because um, yeah. that is the big news of the week. Wonder Woman 1984 is going to be coming out uh, in theaters and on HBO Max uh, on Christmas Day, same day and date, simultaneously, for one month. Mm-hmm. For one month, for one month, it will be on HBO Max. Um, so it won't be there forever. It'll then go into normal theatrical, and then once that's done, it will then go in, into digital, back into digital, assuming, presumably into HBO Max as well. But Which other seems so forms, pointless to me. Other forms of digital as well. So you could probably get it, you know, anywhere on digital. Mm-hmm. Um, after that so so yeah but for one month it will be on hbo max on christmas day beginning christmas day and it will not be extra for subscribers either which is interesting that surprised the hell out of me when this when this story broke i figured i mean when i first saw the headline i was like okay you know i'll drop the 30 bucks that i did for mulan um and then come find out uh you know it is it's number one it's it's day and date for both theater and vod uh and then it's nothing extra and i just I'm trying. I the only thing I think of is that HBO Max is not getting the numbers that they thought they would by now. Yeah. And then they saw this as their nuke because their yeah. subscribership numbers are going to go up. I don't understand the whole month thing because uh, you know if it's the theaters afterwards. I mean, I can't imagine anybody waiting a month after release when they could have just watched on HBO Max, spending the money to go to a theater. So it seems kind of pointless. But you HBO know, Max has some kind of weird deal. I've kind of. I've kind of come around on this thing with subscribe with subscription services like this because, you know, oftentimes we're like, well, how does Net- why does how does Netflix pay for all this? Now they justify right. it and this kind of stuff for all these movies that they're buying for millions of dollars. Now where do they, where do they recoup it? Mm-hmm. Recoup it by keeping your subscribers. That's why yeah. you keep 
movies. You, that's it's more about keeping after a while than it is about gaining. So it's kind of and I, and I got started thinking about that when it became to like Twitch, like Twitch mm-hmm. streams, and I was like, well, wh- what's the purpose here uh, for a lot of these people who have like new content every day, every day, every day, new content, new content, new content. Mm-hmm. And it's because you want to keep your subscribers more than anything else. Now, right. in the case of HBO Max, yeah, the, unlike Disney Plus, where Disney Plus has like a new thing all the time, and they have like these killer apps like Marvel and Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Um, HBO Max hasn't really done that. They haven't right. done that yet. Like, they haven't fully exploited what they could. They mm. haven't exploited Warner Brothers yet. They ha- like, Maybe they'll start, they're going to start doing that, though, like, with the Peacemaker series that's coming, you know, stuff like that, that you can only get there with their properties. Right. You know, that's the kind of thing they're going to use to start bringing in. They'll probably get, you know, like a, like a, one of those, I don't know if the Game of Thrones series is going to be on there or not. It might be. But, yeah, uh, it's on there. It's, they have yeah. all the HBO so, shows. Yeah, so stuff like that. Stuff like that is the stuff that's going to bring people in, but they haven't really exploited it. So this is them exploiting something that they have that's unique to them that will bring in new subscribers and keep the ones that they have. So. Right. I mean, my thing with HBO Max, uh, you know, I have it just because – I never know, watch it. I like – yeah, I, I rarely watch it. I watch it whenever I want to watch uh, DC Animated Universe shows. That's pretty much what I turned on for. But the, the, pro- the big problem with HBO Max is a lot of, um, you know, the services I have – I like knowing what's there, even if I'm not always watching it. And HBO Max doesn't have their stuff that they're going to keep and nobody else has. There's very few things like that. And when they do get some of that stuff, you know, there there was big news when they first opened, uh, you know, first launched that, you know, a month later they were losing Justice League and they were losing this. And, and, uh, you know, there's there's no really rhyme or reason. It's not like they have it and keep it. Disney Plus is always going to have the Marvel films. They're always going to have the Star Wars films. So you have it. It's almost like keeping a library. So I, I don't fully see what their business plan is there but you know i'm sure they have something in mind um so uh that that big, was the biggest a big, thing but it's a big deal um mm-hmm. and i guess it's i mean i feel bad for theaters yeah, it's just, blow after blow but this is probably better than nothing um they're gonna get wonder woman in in theaters mm-hmm. it may be for a shortened window but they're gonna get it and they're gonna uh, get that christmas Christmas um, afternoon box office, and that's all that matters to them right now. I mean, I mean they, they need to get something, and they're going to get something after that once it leaves the, the HBO Max after a month. But mm-hmm. and and I believe they're also going to get a, a, no, that may not be them. I may be thinking of the the AMC Universal deal that was also struck this week too, mm-hmm. um, in which the in which theaters get a percentage of uh, those Universal films that that go into into uh, VOD after a couple weeks. Right, uh, shortened theatrical window there too. AMC is striking these deals left and right, or Universal is striking these deals left and right because they mm-hmm. they struck one back in the summer with a uh, Cinemark. Yeah, that's so, right. Or no, it was, actually it was reversed. They struck it with AMC first, and then now Cinemark. So Universal is striking these deals, and when you think about the pretty shortened theatrical windows, and you think about the movies they've got coming up, like Fast and Furious and Minions mm-hmm. and stuff like that, that are going to draw millions possibly a billion dollars right and the theaters will get a, a a cut of that once they go go to vod uh on top of whatever they get from theaters you know uh from the theatrical they're getting yeah. a little something it's not going to be enough to sustain them forever but you know no um it kind of uh, off off that subject a little bit but uh when you mentioned amc I, I, it reminded me AMC, the amc plus or amc premiere whatever it is new streaming service they they launched that it's a solid uh like a lot of the channel based ones aren't they're okay good to have but nothing you want to pay for but amc plus or amc premiere i forget which one it's called is pretty awesome and if no other reason i don't think i've talked about this on our show yet is uh for gangs of london uh gareth uh, i always get gareth evans and get gareth edwards confused which one did the raid gareth evans, gareth, right? evans is the, gareth evans is the, is the good one who did the raid right gareth evans um, I mean, this Gareth, Gareth Edwards is great too because he did Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the best Star can... Wars, the best Star Wars movie, almost ever. Yeah, or possibly ever. <laughs> yeah, really, I mean, it's and the I, most like, rewatchable. I like the Last Jedi, and I like the Last Jedi a lot, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. not Rogue One. <laughs> Rogue One is better. <laughs> yeah, but um, 
they, you know, if anybody's seen the raid and and how surprising the violence was and how how different that movie was in the way it took something that we've known forever, so the most standard action movie plot you can have, where it's basically the Nintendo game Kung Fu, when you go in, you go up the stairs and you fight another guy and you go up the stairs and fight another guy. Um, he took that and and brought something that people had never seen before and. His, his shooting style, the way this guy shoots action scenes, so you can really feel each hit, each explosion, each gunshot. He takes that and puts it into Gangs of London, which is about uh, the biggest crime fam- family in London, and the patriarch dies, and there's there's all this infighting, and there's a gang war about to break out. They're some of the best action scenes I think I have ever seen. I mean, they're the best gun battle I've ever seen, for sure, is in about episode four or five, there's a, uh, uh, they, there's a scene where they storm a, um, a country farmhouse. And it is just amazing. So anybody that hasn't seen I Gangs really of London, check it out. It. I feel bad that I haven't watched it yet. It's it's uh, really good, man. Can I get can I get AMC Plus on my uh, Xbox One here? Uh, I should be able to. Yeah, I, I have it on on um, on my Amazon Prime Video account. Oh, you have it on Amazon Prime? Then I'm gonna yeah. add that to it, and I'll watch, I can watch that there. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. Um. Speak. Just kind of call back to to jujitsu for a moment. Yeah. Uh, local theater is one of the things that I I did not like about that movie was. Little Thetis makes some really weird camera choices. I yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, yeah, it's experimental weird, almost. Yeah, it was a lot of like flips and perspective changes, mm-hmm. and it felt like he was trying to mimic Gareth Evans in some respect. And I yeah. was like, because Gareth Evans does a lot of like crazy breakneck angles in his fights too, but they work because they're so goddamn visceral. And yeah, you don't then, notice and, it. Yeah, right. In jujitsu, you're like. That was just jarring. I don't know if I like that. It almost seems like somebody so. dropped the camera a few times, honestly. Um, it does. It does kind of look like that. Yeah. They just didn't make any sense. So well, that, That's what makes him him a magical filmmaker when it comes to action is what what he's doing, uh, you know, that this where the essentially the camera shakes when somebody gets hit to, to, to mimic an impact feel. That can, fe- that can go really bad really quick. He's the only filmmaker I know that has really done that perfectly. So it, it the effect always hits. He's the most suspenseful action filmmaker I, i'll get off his sack now but um yeah he's awesome all right so uh, a couple other things here um i know you need to go we need to talk about the mandalorian yeah man uh episode four of the mandalorian uh season two um what did you think this one is called i thought that i hate when you say things that i haven't thought of and you end up being right about them because I, like everybody else, was like, oh, they name-dropped Ahsoka. That's where we're going. But it, obviously, they weren't going to go directly there. Why would you do that? But I didn't right. think of that. Um, and obviously, you were right. Uh, but we did get to see Cara Dune and um, Apollo. Not a, uh, yeah. The yeah. Siege. I don't know if I forgot the title. The Siege. Yeah. Um, I. It was, it was yeah, fine. Yeah, Grief Karga, Cara Dune is back. Yeah. I, I, even though she could that. kill me in about three seconds. More Judith Ronan. I know. I'm, Even, I'm excited. I'm always excited to see Martina Carano. And she was looking especially thick and beautiful in this movie, in this episode, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she, I, I, I was both scared and turned on. It was very odd. It was a very weird feeling. But yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm super turned on by the fact that she could choke me out. Yeah. For, I mean, I, I I'm, <laughs> I'm built, I'm built like a twelve-year-old ballerina. So m- most people I look at can probably choke me out, but but you must be a different feeling. I'm six um, three. I'm six three, almost three hundred pounds, and I, I know <laughs> she could kick my ass. I'm right. o- and I'm okay with that. Totally right. okay with it. She's too hot. Um, yeah, this one is more of a nostalgia piece. This this episode, mm-hmm. we get to revisit those guys, uh, grief and uh, and Cardoon, and they've all. Mondo. It, it seems like a lot of time has passed. It seems like it, well, a lot of time has passed because yeah, because essentially because the entire, I, I don't know, they don't really say, but it, she's she's a a marshal, not unlike Cobb Vanth in the first mm-hmm. episode, which is interesting that they're kind of following this thread a little bit of people becoming marshals. Uh, Grief Karga is you know a respectable magistrate now, you know. Um, Even Mithral, the, uh, yeah. the very very first bounty he got is working off a debt to Grief. Very first night. Yeah, yeah, it's very it's. First it's you're right. I didn't even really consider it until now, but they, it does seem like the, the amount of progress they made since we last saw them and that entire town was blown up trying to kill Moff Gideon. Um, it, it's now become this kind of like whole old, I mean, really an old Western town feel to it where she's the marshal and he's the mayor and everything's happy and, and, and we're all good. And he's even, uh, you know, Gref seems completely different. Uh, you know, he always had that 
jovial, but probably doing something behind your back feel to him. But, you know, when he first sees Mando and the child, he's, oh, look at the little baby. Is he been treating you well? He's like, you know, acting like a, a loving uncle. It was, it was pretty crazy, but I, it was, yeah. it was fine. It was not the best of the season, but, um, even a, uh, an okay episode no, of Mandalorian was, was good to me. Was, no. And, and, and the plot is once again, the same thing, you know, we need, you need our help, but we need your help with something first mm-hmm. sorts of things, sort of thing. It's, it's, it's the standard, standard stuff here, except it wasn't because, uh, well, I mean, he, they go and they attack a, a, a imperial outpost, mm-hmm. and we get some some advancement on uh, what they what may have been going on with the child, uh, which connects to why they wanted the child. Connects back to Rise of Skywalker, which could, and it's really a behind the scenes. It could possibly revelation. connect to the Rise of Skywalker, yeah, because mm-hmm. you know, and we're not trying to spoil too much here, but I, I figure at this point, if you haven't seen the episode, you're not either not going to watch it. Or you already know better. I mean, you, or you don't know care enough to not care about the spoilers, right? <laughs> you don't care. Or you don't care enough, right? Because mm-hmm. most people watch that shit like right at three a.m. when they get that shit. When that shit starts, they just start watching it, right? But, um, or at least within a day. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, so we get to see Doctor Pershing again, another character from like the very first episode, right? Um, you know, I've been trying to figure out about... who he reminds me of since he first came on. He looks, he reminds me of another actor. He's not that actor, but I can't. I can't think of who it is. Probably I, I'm Alexander just, Siddig. Probably maybe. Alexander Siddig. Yeah, from but like Deep Space Nine and, and stuff like that. It's probably him that you're thinking yeah. of. Yeah. So he um, was not so bad when we saw him last. He didn't want to. You know, he didn't seem as bad as um, Werner Herzog. But you know, we get to catch up with him again. Sorry, go ahead. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Right. No, he didn't seem as bad back then. He seemed like he wanted to protect the child, but of course he wanted right. to only protect the child because he wanted to keep the experiment going. Right. <laughs> so, he, so he's talking about, you know, they drew enough blood from the child, so that's one thing. But mm-hmm. he also mentioned M count. Yes. You catch that? Yep, midichlorian count. Yep. That is very clearly midichlorian. And, and I course, love how they, they didn't say the word. They I know people hate it. But they don't, right. No one wants to hear the word <laughs> midichlorian. Like, no one yeah. wants to hear that word. That word is death. Like, you don't bring it up. But yeah. M count, on the other hand, and you're like, oh, so this is okay. So this is the midichlorians. They mm. need something with a really high force power. Right. And you see something in a vat. And I don't know. To me, it looked like Snoke. But I don't know. <laughs> you know, I now I'm gonna have to rewatch it to take a closer look because I mean, you, you may. Right, I, I just got the impression, obviously, they're they're cloning and they're trying to perfect cloning force sensitive uh, people. Um, and you know, we got a very brief. The novelization of, of Rise of Skywalker goes further into it. We got a very brief kind of visual clue that you know when Palpatine uh, was was making his clones, it took a long time and a lot of them didn't didn't go right. And when you add in the force aspect, it, it gets screwed up. So, you know, it's not confirmed, but certainly it seems that, you know, what's going on here is going to be, or at least trace back to what we're going to see in Rise of Skywalker uh, with the yeah. cloning and all that good stuff. I, I, I think that, I personally think that those were Snokes they were making. We, we are talking about mm-hmm. the birth of the First, or, of the first Order here. Um, Timelines, think, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what a lot of this stuff is 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 leading up to here is is the birth of because there's also the scene in the, in the episode with the with the rebel with the rebel pilot, right? Who's talking about all these things that are coming together and it's not a coincidence. This is the birth of the first order. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the birth order, the first order coming together, the pieces coming together for that. It would seem to fit. Yep. That this is Snoke being created or, or something like that, or an army of Snokes, and or or whatever. But that's what it would seem like. Wouldn't it be cool uh, it if well that's be, how we it got? It could very, very well be Pal- Palpatine, uh-huh. but but it seems to me like Snoke would make more sense. But I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it would be cool if this was a backdoor way of us actually getting the background that we were hoping for. On no Snoke. shit. And maybe but, that's um, what Favreau's gonna do because Lord knows the movies didn't do it. Nope. 
Um, you know, and of course, I still don't then, own, I still don't own the Rise of Skywalker, by the way. Yeah, you don't. I still don't own it. I still, it's just, yeah, I just don't have it. I just don't. I, have I mean, I, I can't. <laughs> fault you. I, I haven't even thought about like I haven't even thought about buying it. Lord knows I've walked past it enough. Like in school, I, I haven't. I, every week, every weekend I go to Walmart, I see it, and I'm like, I just don't want to buy it. I, don't, I, don't I haven't it. bought it either, but that's only <laughs> that's only because I have Disney Plus. Um, you know, a buddy of mine, uh, a good friend of mine, who's like my my main Star Wars bud, that we uh, were both huge fans. He just watched it like two weeks ago, and I I was amazed. Like, dude, how? But you know, it's it. I'm so I, fearful I, of watching it again. I still had a really good time watching the movie. It was fun for me. It was fulfilling. But in hindsight, especially after reading uh, Colin Trevorrow's script oh. and and finding out what could have been, I, I I will admit, you know, there there were some missed shots on goal there. So um, I, I feel like I want to just end it at at episode eight. Like I'm so fearful of watching. Episode, episode nine, seven. Yeah. We'll end at episode seven because episode eight was just ridiculously stupid. I love the Last Jedi, so yeah, <laughs> I know you're, you're, you're dumb. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know if I can watch. If I can watch the Rise of Skywalker again and be like, like the, the prequels don't piss me off. The prequels are just bad. The yeah. prequels are bad, but they're not insulting. They're well, they're just they're just bad. Right now. <laughs> That's kind of the way I feel about the, like like Return of Jedi. Return to me, Return of Jedi is bad, but it's not insulting. I can watch right. it. I can watch it and be like, okay, this this tell this completes their story. It makes sense. Well, the worst I feel thing that is... way about the prequels. The prequels make sense and they they fit the story. Whatever. They don't insult me. Right. Episode nine insults me. Like it's like I, mean, it I, is I can active, see that. It is actively insulting to the audience. I'm... I'm open to that, but you know the, the worst thing. The worst thing about it, again, you know, I I really like the movie, but the worst thing about it is, even even if you don't go to Trevorrow's script, it, it, there are several missed opportunities in there that would have been easy to oh change, or that were already in there, and they just didn't elucidate enough. You know, the opening scene where you see Kylo Ren chopping every down—that's Mustafar. That's the planet. That's where Darth Vader was born. That's where his castle was in Rogue One. But it doesn't look anything like it, and they don't go into that. Spend another minute and a half saying that's that's why he's there that that adds connections everything else it makes it deeper and it looks a lot cooler if you make it look the same and then finn's whole storyline you can make his whole arc mean so much more if all and all you have to do is change a conversation when he and um i forget the, the girl uh that they meet on the one planet that's probably yeah. lando's daughter um you know they're having a conversation and she says that oh yeah we were stormtroopers too and we, and we gave up all they had to do is have her add all the end. stuff that was in trevorrow's script all they had to do was add to them that we did it because we were inspired by you. So you could show what Finn's impact has been. Um, yeah. There's, there's so, a lot that they could have done. We don't want to get off too much on a Rise of Skywalker tangent. Especially not to, because our 30-minute show is up in an hour. <laughs> I just wanted to say yeah, I still don't have it. And I don't know when, I, when or if I'm ever going to get it. I just don't know. <laughs> and that's that's how we always go over on time here at Cinema Royale. Travis says something about not owning a movie, and we're, we're, we're going on 20-minute tangents All right. about it. I know. So I know you wanted to get out of here early, but now we're yeah, on that hour anyway. So you might as well just hold on for another six minutes. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but like two more things real quick yep. uh, that I want to get your opinion on. So Black Panther 2 is apparently going to start shooting. Is either June or July of two of next year. This is like, um, you know, this was the most interesting news of the week to me. I mean, Wonder Woman was big news, but this was interesting because if they're shooting soon, that means they they have a, a script approved and ready, which means they know what they're going to do. They came out and said they're not going to be using uh, any kind of digital trickery to bring Chadwick Boseman back to resolve his story. Um, but they they they've obviously picked who the next Black Panther is going to be. There's a lot of talk about Namor being yes. Namor being Her name involved. is Letitia Wright. It's not confirmed though, right? No. But it it also means that they they figured out the biggest difficulty, they got over the biggest hurdle is how do you how do you close Chadwick Boseman T'Challa's story without him in a satisfying way? I don't know. It was the immediate email that I got from someone was how did they do this? I mean, anyway, you do it, it'll feel cheap. I don't know. I don't know what their plan is. I do feel like Shuri will take over that role. Yeah. But but do they just give it to her, or is there like so? Are are there like other candidates in the process? Like, do they go through like a whole thing? 
Like I don't. Well, know. they have to do. They have to do that ritual again, right? They, they have a trial. They by, have to, trial by combat. Maybe she fights Umbaku or something. Yeah, I don't know. Umbaku's not going to just sit by and not let it happen. And then he you know, what do you open the movie saying? Oh yeah, Chitala, Chitala died in a plane accident, and you open with his funeral. No. Maybe they, I mean, maybe they say that. I mean, there's a very easy out if they wanted to go or go that route. They could easily say that the resurrection process was temporary. Or that you know, or or something like those ones. Maybe the resurrection process using the flowers um, caused a reaction. I mean, we don't know. There's there there, there are ways out. That they right, could use. but even with that, I feel like the death scene needs to be on screen. You, like you can't open it just with a Star Wars crawl saying that's it what could, happened. It open with his funeral. Yeah, yeah, I guess. And then, but it 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 would seem cheap to me. But they have to do. I mean, it doesn't matter if it seems cheap. They they don't have like, that option. You want? Do you want like? A digital version of him riding no. sunset like no. Walker or something. I'm not yeah. saying I have a better idea. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't that, think uh, that's a better idea. I, I don't no. know. They could do. They could if they wanted to kick the can down the road. They could do a where is T'Challa storyline. But I don't want mm. that, and I don't think anybody wants that because we already know he's not coming back. So that would right. be a good idea too. The yeah. best thing to do is to tackle it head on. Just do it mm. head on. Maybe you start with the funeral. Maybe you yeah. start. That's what you do. I, I don't know, but they're gonna. They've apparently figured out something, and I don't think the script is ready yet. But I do because they've got. They still got six or seven months before they're even going to start shooting. But they've com- clearly come up with the idea of what they're going to do. Otherwise, they yeah. wouldn't even think about. You, you don't anything. announce it until you know where you're going with something like that. Because to be fair, they haven't announced it. It is just news from a fairly reliable source. And you know what, man? I'm gonna be honest. It, you know considering these are billion dollar investments billion dollar franchises even a single one not even all the avengers i would not be surprised at all if the disney brass had contingency plans and they've told um you know everybody involved in the creative side hey you know we need to know where you're going to go if any of these actors die you know if say that you chris evans could get in a car accident before avengers endgame and then you don't have captain america what are you going to do so i you know it sounds cold but i bet you they have them Maybe. I mean, just you just call John Krasinski and you say, hey, can you dress up as Captain America <laughs> for this movie for us? Yeah. Um, you were number two last time, and now you're number one. So it's, just right. like, it's, just, it's just like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, the other thing is Deadpool 3 is actually happening. It is finally happening. Uh, they Marvel has hired uh, the Molyneux sisters uh, who, do wrote, who write Bob's Burgers, that series on Fox, Mm-hmm. Uh, to write Deadpool 3. So the movie is finally moving forward. People have been asking about this ever since Deadpool 2. But, you know, remember Deadpool 2 came out right around the time that the merger with, with Disney was announced. Right. Fox. So there was never any idea, like we speculated about X-Force, X-Force being in Deadpool 3 and all this kind of crap and blah, 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 blah. But honestly, there was more speculation about whether or not the movie was going to happen at all. Um, now, what I think is interesting about this Besides the fact that this would be the first movie not written by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, um, the guys who did Zombieland and all that kind of stuff. And, of course, like I said, the first two Deadpool movies, first movie without them. Right. But I don't know if we know for sure, and I know that we don't, uh, whether this will truly be Deadpool 3 or if, it'll be, or if it'll be just a Deadpool reboot. Like, we don't know. Like, we don't know for sure. I know we're calling it yeah. Deadpool 3. But there's no there's no proof that it's going to be like a sequel actually to those movies. So I I mean to me it would make more sense for it not to be because he's coming over into an entirely new universe. Unless he's not, they could very well keep him out of the MCU entirely and just do Deadpool. And yeah, just do Deadpool I mean, on his own. if any, there's a million different ways this could go, and nobody knows yet. So, right. If, if anybody, any character is going to, you know, take the light down the mine, Deadpool's the best because, you know, he could break the fourth wall and all that stuff. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I don't know that it was ever really in question for me because, yeah, uh, you know, Disney is not exactly the R-rated, uh, raunchy comedy action movie place, but they, they have a, a, a reign of separation with the Marvel brand. So, I mean, it's a movie that made a billion dollars. I, I, I knew they were going to make another one, but... I'm just concerned about the writing difference because what made that movie work so well was the writing. Um, I believe that the reason why they went with different writers is because they're aiming for a PG-13 audience. Uh, I, I think that's not. one of the reasons why they did that. I think that's one of the reasons why they did that. 
the Wernick, Reese and Paul Wernick, that's not really their thing. They do R-rated comedy really well. Um, but, I, you know, this is Disney now. And but it's Marvel. Looking for, they're looking for, it's still Disney. I know, but they, they've got that separation. And even if Disney. it is Marvel, it's, it's and Marvel, <laughs> Marvel's not doing any R-rated movies either. So, I don't know. So I think they, I think yeah, they I mean, hired yeah, I see what you're yeah, and it's not as if Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick are, are out of the are like out of the picture. Like they couldn't have mm. got them. Of course they could, because um, I believe they were working on on the latest Pirates of the Caribbean or something, or at least right. they were at one point. So it's not as if they couldn't have got those two to do these movies. They went with a different direction for a reason, and I believe they did it because they they wanted to aim for a different style of humor that it will still be edgy. It'll still be a little transgressive. Well, Ryan Reynolds is still involved, as, and he's he's as, always been very right. protective. So, right. I mean, I, I'm going to trust him on it. Yeah, exactly. And, and obviously, he, clearly, he had approval over this as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. All right, I got yeah. we got to wrap it up. I got to get out of here before I, I end up being made to sleep on the couch tonight. Um, <laughs> well, this has been Cinema Royale. We are the Punch Drunk Critics guys. The, the website is www.punchdrunkcritics.com. Check that every single day for all the latest news and updates. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe uh, our channel here uh, on Twitter. We are at PDC Movies is the uh, site uh, handle. Travis is at Punchy Critic, and I am at Punch Drunk John. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you go over to Twitch and follow Travis at Cinematic underscore Enforcer. I haven't so can... twi- I haven't streamed in over almost two weeks. It's time for me to get back into it. I'm gonna come back tonight with a post Survivor Series recap. So, there you go. So now is the time to do it. Uh, any tips, questions, if you guys are interested in writing, you want to want to try your hand at writing for a movie uh, website, or if you know about a new movie coming up, or you just want to tell us how freaking awesome we are, uh, info at punchdrunkcritics.com is the email. Feel free to send us a, a message, whatever. Uh, we are out of here. We'll see you next week, guys. Thanks for watching. Later, later.